With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So hello there and welcome to a brand new episode of the DNF1 F1 podcast, a show where we take all the latest news, gossip and events in the world of Formula One and we relay that back to you for a bit of discussion and healthy banter, depending on which platform you choose to follow us on. And of course, the topic at hand is sprint races. The FIA and Formula One have formally announced that sprint races will appear on the F1 calendar for 2021 on a trial break, on a trial basis, I should say four free venues in particular one of which has already been announced at Silverstone for the British Grand Prix of course the last two we'll have to wait and see but it will be another European venue and a non-European venue although we do suspect Monza might be the other European venue but we'll have to wait and see of course as you can see joining me on this podcast as always is Mr Courtney Pine donning his Mercedes jacket Courtney first of all how are you doing? Yeah, doing good, mate. Um, it feels like ages, even though it was just uh, a couple of days ago since we recorded the last topic. Do go and check the episode that. I'm doing well, and I'm also happy to have a particular guest with us today. Absolutely. And of course, if you haven't already seen, we've done our preview episode for this weekend's Portuguese Grand Prix at Portimao with Stephen Featley from S Featley TV. Make sure to check that out if you haven't already seen it. And of course, make sure to please support his channel. Many great causes, the Children's Liver Foundation. Um, absolutely a great course. So definitely support that if you can. And of course, as Courtney has already mentioned, joining us once again, a regular on the DNF1 podcast, it's Mr. Lee Wallington. Lee, first of all, Welcome back. Hope you're feeling better. And uh, how are you feeling this evening? Oh, uh, thank you for having me. Um, I'm raring to get into this discussion. It's good to be back <laughs> and talk about Formula One, my favourite subject. Yeah, mine too. And uh, But of course, before we do get started on this one, um, it, it's probably worth mentioning, I'll say probably it's definitely worth mentioning, the sad news uh, in the F1 paddock today. Unfortunately, we lost a young a uh, young member of the Haas team, Mr. Martin Shepard, who sadly passed away last weekend. So uh, our thoughts and condolences go out to him, his friends and his family and everyone affected this time. Uh, he very much involved the Haas team, but also with Mercedes as well in his past. And uh, it's a very, very sad loss indeed at man so young. So yeah, very, very sad news to hear that one. But of course, as F1, and I'm sure as Martin would have liked the F1 show will go on. And of course, sprint races, the big, big talking point formally approved 
We are going to be having sprint races this season, and this will serve as a trial basis to see what will happen next season. We still don't know what the plans are for next season, whether they expect to want to have uh, sprint races at every single weekend or just a few. But before we get into this discussion, I just want to briefly go over the format and how this is going to work. So this will only be a short while. This is not going to be too technical. As I've been informed in the past, perhaps I could go a little overboard with the technical side, but I'll keep it brief as I can. So the way it's going to work over the course of these sprint race weekends is we're going to have FP1 on Friday morning. We're then going to have the sprint race qualifying, which will basically exist in the same way that current qualifying does with Q1, Q2 and Q3. The same rules apply. The result of that in the Friday afternoon will determine the the grid order for the sprint race, which takes place on Saturday. And then that leads us to Saturday morning where we have FP2. And then we will have sprint race, the, the, sorry, the sprint race indeed, which will of course be a hundred kilometers. So around about a third race distance. And we could see so many different strategies for this race. We could see everyone start on the same tyres and not stop at all, or we could see a one-stop. But the results of this sprint race will determine the grid for the race on Sunday. And of course, there is an added bonus. If you finish in the top three, you will score points. First, getting three points. Second, getting two points. And third, getting one point. And then, of course, as usual, we will have the race on Sunday. As I already said, nothing is changing with the race. It's going to be the same format. However, unlike the rest of the season, that qualify, that grid, I should say, will be determined by the finishing results of the sprint race on the Saturday. So, that's kind of the sprint races in a nutshell in terms of the format. First of all, Lee, I'm going to come to you. What did you make of the news when you first heard that sprint races was going to be on the calendar? And of course, were you surprised to hear this news? And also, what did you think about Silverstone as a possible venue? Well, um, we, we've known it's been rumoured that this was coming for a while now. That is, oh, this is, they wanted to do it. Well, they wanted to do it and it's like, Obviously, has to go through obviously through the correct process and actually being formally voted through. Um, so I and I understand the logic behind it about getting the on, on, more on-car track action, get more for the people to view, um, the more basically screen time, more if it wasn't for COVID, more people at the track, especially on a Friday. Um, so I can understand all the, the logistic reasons behind it, but part of me feels it is it's not necessary. From a fan perspective, um, qualifying works as it is, and I'm more of the mantra of it's not broken, then why fix it? Um, well, I don't think that's the correct saying, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's the it, it does raise some interesting scenarios about about it. Also, I'm I'm intrigued to see what happens, uh, how it goes. Um, I just don't think it's completely necessary. That's my personal opinion. No, and that's a fair point. Um, I mean, I was a bit, uh, I would say, adverse to this idea at first. I'm very much a traditionalist in terms of F1's nature. I feel like the current format works pretty well. But um, Courtney, obviously, please do weigh on this as well, actually, because you and I were of a similar opinion. And I think Lee's kind of expressed a lot of issues that F1 fans like ourselves that probably prefer things the way they are. Um, in, in terms of why they feel this sprint race is not necessarily won't work, but aren't necessary at the moment. Well, yeah, particularly on a season like the one that we're having, where we, we're expecting to see a very close championship. I, I, you don't want to see something that's going to be trialled like two or maybe three times throughout the season to have an impact on 
the championship itself because I personally feel that whether it be Lewis or Max that wins the championship, there'll be there'll be some people that'll be like, oh, well, you only won the championship because you had the format in those two, three weekends. I, I just think like there's, we should always be looking at new ideas, trialling new ideas. But to just throw it in two or three times in what is going to be a great season, I just, I just think the time is bad, to be honest. Maybe. I mean, if we had a season like we did last season where we had an out-and-out dominant car in the Mercedes, then perhaps it might be easier to try and chuck something like this in because there's minimal risk to the championship in terms of who could actually come on top. Um, in this case, you do create an element where... Um, it is possible that either Lewis or Max or perhaps someone else could win the championship by virtue of the points that they acquired from these sprint races. It is absolutely possible. And it would create a very interesting scenario or reaction if that were to happen. Of course, the season is going to consist of, well, we hope 23 races. Of course, that remains to be seen. And we shouldn't forget the other 23 races all played their part. But of course, the sprint races... Um, they will play a part. And this is something that's been thrown in, not necessarily halfway through the season, but it's been thrown in in the season, if you like, rather than going into the season knowing that we're going to have this. I suppose the big issue that F1 has been trying to address for a while regarding qualifying is to try and make it more influential on the actual race itself. And I think the problem that the FIA and F1 have felt is that qualifying rewards the best teams and the best cars and the best drivers. It's always been that way. And one of the biggest reasons for that is to make sure that those at the front will be at the front and the best drivers are able to have an opportunity to get the best starting position possible. Of course, in an ideal world, all of the cars be of similar equal performance and it would just be down to the driver. We may get a scenario like that next season. So, I mean, Lee, would you say that this is a necessary change to try and make qualifying more interesting? Or do you feel that, you know, as you said already, qualifying was fine as it is. Why are we creating a new element to try and make Saturdays more interesting than they are? Because it's probably fair to say that Saturday at some places is the highlight of the Formula One weekend. Yeah, I I, I stand by I don't think it's completely necessary, but the, the aspects... If, if it wasn't for COVID, having more seats, uh, bums on seats on a Friday, which is effectively if the qualifying or pre-qualifying or sprint race qualifying, whatever the, you call it on the Friday, it would mean more people would want to be there for a full three-day ticket, so the revenues would be up, um, which obviously means more money for the teams and, everyone, and, the, uh, and the Liberty Group, and everyone's happy that there's more money. But that's not the situation this year. So more bums on seats isn't required. Um, obviously they would love to but uh, they, that's not the motivation behind it and the, the Saturday you get, get some tracks and the qualifying is just so close like you go to the last race at uh, Imola the, oh, that, that qualifying oh, the, the race was good as well but the qualifying wow that was a really good close battle um, and you may not get that in a sprint race um, you not that it's, it's going to be a close championship this year, but you could easily get uh, Max or Lewis. Disappears in the spin race. There you go. Oh, that was a great qualifying, guys. Yeah, lovely job. It, what will it add in, in that scenario? You just get another disappearance in the distance for less laps. <laughs> mm. 
Well, no, this is it. This is one of the risk factors with the sprint race is that we may end up just getting the same sort of result as we would in a normal race. We're just extending it by an extra 30, 40 minutes, however long these sprint races last. Um, Courtney Lee raised a really good point that one of the big motivators for having these sprint races, as well as perhaps trying to make qualifying a bit more interesting in terms of the actual race itself, it's very much seems that this is a commercially driven decision. I think F1 for a while have been questioning the legitimacy of Friday practice. You know, we've always said that some of the best races that we've had in recent memory tend to be ones where practice is quite inhibited and that we're very limited on running. I mean, we had the Eiffel Grand Prix last year where we lost FP1 and FP2. So we only had Saturday, Sunday, Imola last season. We only had Saturday, Sunday, which was pretty good. The US Grand Prix in 2018 with Kimi Raikkonen won his last race for Ferrari. Everyone was saying how great this race is because we had little practice time. Do you feel that it's entirely commercially driven to try and make Fridays relevant again? Or do you feel that um, it's more about making you know Saturdays interesting as well rather than just relying on regular qualifying? Yeah, I mean, certainly it's a bit of both. Um, if we were regularly going to track weekends, Jesus, we were rich enough to go to track weekends all the time. We would certainly like the idea of sprint races because you'd be getting more proper Formula 1 action over the three days that you go. Um, but I think there definitely is an element of, as much as Formula 1, there always seems to be a tendency of teams dominating. It seems to be, it seems to happen in Formula One compared to any other sport. And I think the people at the very top, you know, and the people who do the advertising and stuff have become aware of this. And they're going to try as much as they can to even the playing field, particularly when the new regulations come along where that's a real possibility. That's why it'd be 2022 would be the perfect time to bring this in. Bring it in in 2022 with the new regulations, whole new start. But yeah, I, I agree. I think I think it's certainly a bit of both, but the time is wrong, I feel. Well, I mean, I can understand that. I, I kind of feel that if we brought something like this in in 2022, with the desire to try and make racing a little bit more unpredictable and perhaps um, reward and equally penalise drivers for having a bad sprint race rather than having a bad qualifying kind of create more unpredictable results i think f1 have been looking for a long time to try and create more unpredictability and qualifying has always been something that they feel that is partly more predictable than any part of the weekend just by virtue of the fastest drivers in the fastest cars always starting at the front um you do get the odd occasion where someone springs up a surprise or wet weather qualifying like we had in Turkey, which saw Lance Stroll get his first pole position of his career in the racing point. But um, when you end up in a situation like we got in 2022 with the prospect of so, well, the pack being completely closed up because of the new rules and the new reset, it may make the sprint races redundant if that is the definitive, if that is the sole purpose to try and you know, create more surprises because the drivers will have more control over that than they've ever have done. So for me, I feel like it's a bit more commercially driven to try and make Friday, Saturday and Sunday interesting rather than just Saturday afternoon qualifying and then the Sunday race itself, which is an absolutely fair point. I mean, we're not going to get two race week. We're not going to get two day weekends. That, that Let's get that out of the way now. F1 would never knowingly want to make it a two-day weekend and still expect to charge the fans the same amount. 
that'd be silly. But I think they also recognize the fact that a lot of the regular fans that just want to go see a good race or go see some action don't want to sit through three hours of practice on a Friday only to come back and actually see the actual action Saturday, Sunday. So there's definitely a balancing act. I mean, I suppose the alternative was reverse grids, but Lee, I'm, I'm guessing probably not a fan of that either. I'm certainly not a fan of reverse grids. Yeah, I'm definitely not a fan of reverse grids. No, not the pinnacle of motorsport. No, but um, but I suppose the sprint races do do work in the junior categories, and I suppose I've got to ask a question. I mean, Courtney, can you think of why it might work in sprint race? The sprint races might work in the junior categories, but not necessarily for Formula One. Well, the main reason, the main difference between the junior categories and Formula One is that. In theory, all the in the junior categories, they should have pretty much the same car. So with sprint races, it's a little bit more interesting because F2 and F3 is mainly about the ability of the driver. Whereas if you're a fan of Formula 1, it isn't just about the driver. It's about which teams can break the best cars. So if you were to bring sprint races into Formula 1, you're kind of ruining one of, one of the well, 50% of what the sport is all about. So yeah, it works well where everyone has the same spec car it wouldn't work as well in Formula One. Hmm. And and how do you feel about that, Lee? No, I definitely agree with Courtney. It's the, the equal machinery makes an interesting situation where the driver comes out and makes the difference, especially in when it comes down to the, the milliseconds, even a tenth of a second, a hundredth of a second. It, that makes such a difference when it's close. Um, but cars can have such a big difference, especially in, now in the the engine-dominated formula that we're in currently in Formula 1, the drivers do still make a difference, but the car does help more than it does in the lower categories. Mm, Absolutely. And there is an element of unpredictability about it because, of course, those races do have reverse grid elements for the following one. Of course, they've introduced another sprint race into the junior category weekend where we now have two sprint races and we have the feature race as well on the Sunday. So they have changed that calendar. And to be honest, I'm, I'm actually a fan of that. Yeah, that is um, a good change. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, because I, I love watching the junior category. Sometimes it's more exciting than the actual F1 race on the weekend, but um you know that, so it, it can work there. I'm not sure if that would work for formula one. I suppose one of the biggest questions a lot of fans will ask with this, it well, this, it's a two-part question, is one, will sprint races make Sunday races more predictable given that there's more opportunity for guys that have a poor qualifying to recover their original position or where they expect to be, not only just on the Saturday sprint race, but on the Sunday as well. I mean, if we take Perez, for example, um, in Bahrain, where he started at the very back and ended up getting into the fifth, if he had a sprint race, he probably could get himself at least into the top 10. And then in the race, he could get himself back into the top three or four. Um, Would it make the Sunday races more predictable than they are? And also, will this devalue the race on Sunday? I mean, perhaps not right now, but if it was introduced and they had a proper point system, would this devalue the Sunday race as well? Um, Courtney, I'm going to come to you first on that one. Well, it depends on whether they the, the organisers get the desired effect from it, because Lee touched on it briefly previously. If you have the same... So, say these sprint races were bought in last season, and you just had Lewis and Valtteri literally sprint away from the rest of the, from the, rest of the grid, then the, race, the races are going to be boring. Whereas with qualifying, having a direct effect on a race, 
We saw it last season when we saw particularly Charles Leclerc putting in some great performances and that mixed up the grid for the race. So it does, it, it just depends if 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 the sprint race is actually, you know, as I said, if they have the desired effect, then yes, the races will be better. But if it doesn't work out and the teams find a way around it, it could definitely dilute the interest of the actual race. Hmm. And uh, how, how would you feel about that, Lee? Do you feel that this devalues the Sunday race and do you feel that it makes it even more predictable? Uh, I don't think it would devalue the race as much. I think it devalues more qualifying and the those star performances of like, Courtney touched on with Leclerc last year, but using last weekend again as an example, right? Norris had his lap disallowed, but what a lap Lando had um, if it was actually a genuine legal lap. Um and that would have been devalued because oh, you, you you get a third if you're a clerk in the Ferrari last year or a fourth. But then you go backwards and you're like, oh, okay, what what was that bonsai um, lap that I pushed the car, perfect lap. I'm now starting 12th instead of third or fourth. Oh, well, what was the point in that? Um, so I think it de- de- devalues qualifying more than the race. Um, but then at the same time, I'm sure the FIA are hoping for wet qualifying and wet and sprint race because imagine how mixed up we get two wet sessions in a row that will uh, form a grid on Sunday that must be their dream mm. well, that would create a lot of crazy scenarios I mean we've had them in the past I remember back in the days when we had aggregate qualifying I think it was the French Grand Prix I think it was oh, what was it 2004 2005 and we had a really really mixed up grid because we had aggregate qualifying where we had it rained uh, sorry it was the one shot qualifying and we had um the slower guys that were coming out earliest because they obviously did it in order of who was leading the driver's championship or the order from the last race, whichever one it was. And we had the slower drivers come out when the track was dry, but then as the session went on, it got wet. So obviously all the fast guys were going to be at the back of the field because they couldn't start their laps then. So you do get scenarios where it does create some crazy situations that I feel will be taken away because of these sprint races that happen on a Saturday. For me, I've always felt that qualifying is it's become a very big part of the weekend and it's been no secret that the stewards at F1 or the FA have been trying to change the qualifying format to something that's more exciting. Quite frankly, I think they've got it spot on with what they have right now. I suppose their issue is that they feel that there's not enough surprises or not enough people, like you said, Lee, that put in a stellar lap to end up putting the car five or six places higher than it should be or someone makes a mistake at the front like Lewis Hamilton makes a mistake and ends up starting 18th or 19th but then my argument would be well then why not do it one shot qualifying but the problem with that is you only see the guys out once you don't see them out for the whole hour so there's pros and cons to all of this when it comes to the sprint races themselves even though I've said on this podcast several times including this one that I'm a bit of a traditionist and I'd like to keep things the way that they are. I am prepared to have an open mind about this to try and say, okay, it's happening. I think it's worth a try. At the very least, we're going to get more racing, which is not a bad thing. Um, There is going to be some value to this. It's not like we're going to see Verstappen, Bottas, Hamilton in whatever order they want and Perez as well to, to a degree run away into the distance, get the points and everyone else just trots around or whatever. And then that's your grid for Sunday. We're not going to get that because of course, grid positions are up for grabs. I suppose. Um, how would you say if I was to throw perhaps a caveat into this, would you feel that a better system, if we were to take this on a permanent basis next season would be to have some races where you have sprint qualifying and sprint races, 
some races where you have the regular format we know and perhaps some others that have one shot qualifying um for example monaco you're not going to have a sprint race because it'd basically just be another half an hour of what we already see on a race day anyway which is everyone following single vial unless you're Charles Leclerc trying to banzai move everybody um at the hairpin at the end um lee how would you feel about something like that would you think a format like that would work if we were to incorporate different types of uh, qualifying formats? I, I personally don't like that idea. <laughs> um, I would I would have said it's a, I'll, I'll probably be in the same boat as you, of a traditionalist. I think what we have now is really good and really entertaining. Um, but for the casual fan, having something like that probably would be more appealing because you have like the, the, the different sessions and you have, not that you have a Super Bowl in Formula One, but you have that kind of special event where it's that single type of qualifying and that track, which makes this a feature amazing race. Look at this. <laughs> um, and especially with Formula One now owned by Americans, Americans are really good about selling their sports when it's a special feature race or sport feature like Super Bowl. So I'm sure they would love to have something like, look at this amazing event, one off for the season. So that for the casual fan is probably very interesting. Um, but I am not that that will happen, um, but willing to give it a go if, if it was proposed and same with the spring race. I'm willing to see it and see how it goes. Not that I'm a fan of it. That's just my opinion. That's fair enough. And uh, Courtney, I'm going to ask you the same question. Just to recap, do you feel that perhaps a better alternative to what we have would be to incorporate, as I said, the sprint qualifying the regular qualifying and one-shot qualifying at specific tracks over the course of the season? Or do you feel we should just have a standalone uh, um, traditional uh, format that we currently have? Well, kind of have mixed views on it because at some tracks like Monaco, that would be ideal because Sundays, I've, I've said this so many times on this channel, I don't like the races at Monaco. I love the qualifying. I don't like the races. They're boring. So if you're thinking of individual races... Sure, why not? You know, every now and again. But the problem is it comes down to the purity of the championship again. If you had these different features deciding the outcome of a championship, I just think I think it does. I just, I just don't think the championship would be given the, the like, same sort of level of solidarity or, shall we say, respect that it, that it really deserves. Whereas if you were to keep in the traditional sense where all the points of you, you're, you're in your grid place on a Saturday and you're in your points on a Sunday, you accumulate all together and that's how your champions are decided. That's great. But I, but that, I feel that's the way that should remain. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's a fair point. Um, I suppose it's probably a good idea to have a look at what some of our followers have kindly uh, mentioned on this topic. Courtney, I know you've been taking plenty of responses from our followers. So thank you, everybody who's chipped in and given us your opinion on sprint races. Uh, Courtney, the floor is yours. Oh, thank you very much. So, first of all, I'll put a poll out, um, and I asked, would you guys be happy with um, sprint races coming in this season? And a whopping 86% of people said they were against the idea. So, I don't think we're alone on that. I was, I was expecting it to be close to you, know, but 86%. So, mm. we might be onto something here. Uh, Will to Will podcast said, I think that'd be fun to watch, but the um, but the points in such a close race might be interesting. Not sure how I feel about it, but it should be interesting either way. So they they kind of have mixed views on it. 
Sackingwood said, would have been nice to see it trialled in pre-season and brought in for next season rather than shaking up the current season. Um, and then Adisham Arif says, I think with the new regulations, it could make next season even more unpredictable. So I kind of touched on that earlier on. And Cloud in the Sky says, I wish we could do reverse grid qualifying. Hmm. So most of those responses seem to be of the same sort of wavelength. They feel that this is something that would have been hard to bring in this season and perhaps try to incorporate it next season. I suppose the response to that is you've got to try and bring it in at some point to test it. And they probably feel that in the format that they've introduced it this season, where we've got a couple of select races where we're going to try this, where it, you know, the best places to try it just to kind of learn the lessons. I mean, we may end up going to Silverstone and possibly Monza and wherever else we're going to go for this sprint race. And it could end up being a complete waste of time and a dud like the Australian Grand Prix qualifying was back in 2016, um, where they had the elimination qualifying. And that was terrible. Um, And then obviously we got rid of it. Um, I suppose my point is, is that we, we learn a lot from these experiments and hopefully try to create as little negative impact on what's already going on, which let's be honest, it kind of did because Mercedes dominated the championship anyway. So it's not like anyone lost out on having that. Um, I guess my point is, is that there are things that we'll learn things that, that were good about these sprint races, things that didn't necessarily work. I think the one worry in my head is that, and this is why I think they've selected the venues that they have done for this. And of course we'll find out the others afterwards is that they want to create sprint races or make sprint races look good at circuits, which overtaking is going to be guaranteed. If they pick, let's say a sprint race at Catalonia or Abu Dhabi, where overtaking is notoriously more difficult then sprint races aren't going to look good, especially in this current crop of cars. Next season, it might be more appealing because it will be a lot easier to overtake, so it could work better. But having said all of that, there is always the scope to find out what works and what doesn't, perhaps come up with a format that might be better. As I said, I mentioned different types of qualifying for different circuits where they would work better. I mean, I mentioned one shot qualifying at Monaco, but then I like qualifying as it is in Monaco because you always have that element that if someone goes out of the pits at the wrong time, and gets caught in traffic, they can't set a time. And then it mixes up the grid that way. Okay, the race itself is is not great, but Monaco is a standalone event. Um, so Lee, I suppose the question that I would like to ask, I think one of our followers has said Cloud in the Sky mentioned this, but would reverse a reverse grid sprint race work better in this situation so in my mind i'm thinking have uh you qualifying for this for the actual race on the sunday and then on the saturday you have a sprint race where you award championship points but you reverse the grid up to a degree would that work better or do you feel that that would be a bad idea as well um i mean i think i've said before in a previous time i've appeared i'm not a fan of personally not a fan of reverse races and that coming to from one but if we were going down the avenue having the, the sprint races, I think a reverse grid will probably make it a bit more less um, predictable, which, as you've touched on, is probably one of their aims to, to do. So having a reverse grid sprint race will probably make the sprint race uh, more um, interesting to watch, for sure, um, having the reverse grid qualifying. Um, so I, I think that will probably actually be a better solution. And just the, how they're doing it now. Not that I'm a fan of either, personally. 
And uh, Courtney, how how would you feel about that? I mean, to add an extra caveat to this, do you feel like perhaps something similar to what we see in F2 would work better in F1 than what we're yeah, getting I, from races? Yeah, I second what Lee said. It would certainly make the races more interesting. But again, it, it, it would just attack the purity of the sport for the hardcore fans. So it would appease casual fans or new younger fans to the sport. But for those of sort of been in it for a long time like us, I don't think we'd be as keen on it. No, and I suppose the big problem that F1 and Liberty Media and the FIA have in terms of attracting fans to the sport is they know the hardcore, the traditional fans, the diehard fans like us are going to watch F1 regardless. They know they've got our patronage. They haven't got to try and win us over. Of course, it's nice if they give us things that make the sport more interesting, of course, but we'll still sit through eras of dominance. We'll still sit through championships fought between the set one team and stuff like that. We're always going to turn up to watch the races because we love the sport in that way. But it's the casual fans, the that niche in the market, if you like, that they need to attract new followers to make the sport exciting to the casual fan that will turn it on and not turn it off after 10 minutes because they already know Lewis Hamilton is going to win. You know, just an example. Um, so that's kind of where the, the difficulty is in this. And I can understand why they want to try some of this. I think some of it was always going to be introduced. And of all the solutions, this is probably the best one, in my opinion. So I'm open-minded enough and I'm happy to hear this out. And let's see where this goes. I think that's something we can all agree on that hopefully, at the very least, we learn something from this, whether we decide to continue with it next season or not. And I hope that it turns out to be as fun and as exciting to watch as what the FIA and F1 are hoping it will be. But um, I, I don't know if there's anything else you guys want to add on that sort of little mini monologue that I've just laid out. I, I, think, the, I think the three of us have covered this subject pretty well, to be honest. My, my last uh, comment would be, what about drift race qualifying? <laughs> well Mazepin would win the championship for that one hands down <laughs> and probably Sebastian Vettel in second after that one but um, although saying that if you spin out that doesn't complete the drift from what I, I mean no, I'm not an doesn't. expert on drifting so maybe there might be something to it there I think we'll have to get Bernie involved where he artificially gets the sprinklers out and sprinklers out and just waters the track so we can have a drift race and it dries out in time for the actual Grand Prix but I digress um, in other news of course uh, Turkey is going to be on the calendar, so that's great. Uh, just a quick thought before we wrap up, guys. What do you make of that news, Turkey replacing Canada? Are you excited that we're going to get Istanbul again, or are you disappointed that we're going to miss out on Canada again? Oh, and uh, sure. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah chip in. Either one is. <laughs> <laughs> um, Turkey, so to me, is uh, one of the, the best newer tracks, and personally, you should have never left the calendar to begin with. Um, I do love Canada, Canada, not calendar, Canada. Um, but I'm glad to have Turkey back because it's just an interesting uh, layout. And normally generates interesting races, so I'm glad to be going back again this year. Yeah, and uh, Courtney, quickly, how about you? Yeah, um, it's sad to see Canada, Canada off the calendar. Like, it's a tongue twister because it is one of my favourite tracks. It always delivers good racing. I'm just pleased they've replaced it with a track like Turkey rather than another boring street circuit. Mm, absolutely. Well, that's all we've got time for, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please do give a like to it if you have enjoyed it on YouTube. And of course, make sure to follow us on the channel. Subscribe as well. And also follow us on your favourite podcasting platform. But until then, guys, take care. Thanks for tuning in. And we will see you in the next episode. 
the DNF1 F1 podcast. Take care. See you soon. Right. Podcast Network.